What's good? What's good, everybody? On this not so happy Monday. Sorry if I do a lot of stuttering and what you call it, because um, this particular podcast I did once, and I got to do it again because for some reason it didn't record the first time. So if I do some slips, it's because I threw away my list and I don't have my list anymore. But anyway. Ladies and gentlemen, every Monday from here on out, I will be doing a Victory Monday or a Misery Monday based on how my hometown team did. It's something new that I'm starting, but the concept is not so. Ladies and gentlemen, this first show is a Misery Monday. Dun, dun, dun. We only had one Victory Monday, and it was week one against the Jaguars, who has been playing pretty well, actually. Haven't, haven't learned how to finish yet, but the Jaguars are a team that could do some damage. So, how do I feel about Washington coming from... Week four, and since I have missed the first three weeks, I will include the first three weeks after I talk about this rivalry game that just happened on Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon. So, first of all, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I would like to ask this one question: Why in the world can we not find the right coaches? For this football team. Please. Just answer me this question. Why is it so hard. For Washington. To find the right coaches. For this football team. I mean the last time we had a coach. That had more than one winning season. Was Joe Gibbs. And then before that. North Turner. Are you kidding me? I mean, Joe Gibbs was almost 20 years ago. Noah Turner was 25 years ago. Plus. Why can't we find a coach that has more than one winning season? Ron Rivera has been here. This is his fourth year. Has not had a winning season, but has won the division. Do you guys want to classify that as a winning season? Be my guess, but it's not. Okay. It just so happened that the division was just all doo-doo sauce. Why? What What are we missing? Are we not hiring the correct guys? Are we so stuck on hiring guys that are familiar to just what that coaching staff is? Because as of right now, I'm not liking the direction that Washington is going in. And I have not liked the direction that Washington was going in ever since the passing of one Sean Taylor. Because around that time is when Joe Gibbs was coaching the squad. 
and there was a certain type of structure that nine and seven could happen. I don't know what his plan was, but for some reason it worked. Every time and every every time the season started, you felt like Washington had a chance to do some damage. Even if they lost, they you knew something would happen. With this team, you just you, you automatically just know. You just know. You're wasting your time as a fan. You just are. Don't lie to yourself. So let's do this from here. I'm going to talk about the week four games. I'm going to give you my good. I'm going to give you my bad. And I'm going to give you what I think needs to change. So let's start out with the good. Okay. First off. We're putting too much pressure on this defense. The defense is a good. Or at least 80% of the defense. And that's going to be a part of my bad. And I'll explain to you why I feel that part is bad later on. This defense is keeping this team in so many games and fans don't realize it. When you look at the final score and you see 25 points put on Washington's head, if you did not watch the game, you would think that Dallas just straight dominated the entire game. Same as last week with Philly. Philly just had one good quarter. Three quarters of that game, Philly did absolutely nothing. Literally absolutely nothing. You take out that second quarter, Philly don't score. Philly don't get a first down. Philly Philly barely got any first downs. The defense is holding strong, okay? Now, talking about this Dallas game, I thought the defense did really well until they went to a lot of zone coverages. As soon as they went to the zone coverage, the, the, the back four looked like chickens with their head cut off. Or shall I say back five? We do a five corner setting, uh, five defensive back sets. They look like with they look like chickens with their heads cut off. They were just all over the place, and that's when Dallas was able to do what they was able to do. I literally watched this game over, and the first thing that I said was, "There should be no reason why Jack Del Rio goes away from what works. They will have to force me to stop doing what I like to do. I will never switch to his own." Your four front linemen was getting to the quarterback, had Cooper Rush running for his life. The speed from Jamin Davis and Colt Holcomb was actually pretty solid when, when Rush actually scribbled outside the pocket. But that zone, man, that zone got Jamin Davis killed. That zone got uh, William Jackson killed. That zone got uh, Bobby McCain killed. Bobby McCain is one of those guys that is a ball hawk. His zone cannot work with anyone else's zone. As soon as the ball hits the air, he is a heat-seeking missile to the football. That is what Bobby McCain is. I don't know what they're doing with Bobby McCain. 
Cam Curl is probably your best hybrid corner. And Derek Forrest has shown a lot last week against Philly that you he can be a, a piece that can go anywhere. But my word, man. The second that Jack Del Rio went to that zone defense, Cooper Rush chewed him out. They got to stay in some form of man-spy type of technique. Because Jamin Davis is athletic enough to chase down anybody that scrambles. He's athletic enough to stop the play two to three yards after being completed. He is. Another good. The running game. I don't know what it is, but you can easily run against the Dallas Cowboys. Especially when you run outside. Literally, they did stretch runs and made Dallas panic for quite for quite a bit, to the part to the point where they was able to pick them apart, little by little. Jahan Dotson is another good, and I hate to see that he has a hamstring injury because those things linger, and they're talking about one to two weeks. They might as well say one to four. He's your lead touchdown getter. He was the only one that got the touchdown last week. And if I'm not mistaken, he's got a touchdown every game except one. So he will be missed. I can't think of anything else good. I hope, and you know what? I shouldn't even say this is good. They should be on the Mount Rushmore of good. I should never even mention their names again for anything good because every single week, these guys show up. Every single week, these guys ball out, and that's Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen. My word, so much effort from these two guys get wasted on this trash team. Now, let's get to the bad. And I got a lot to say about the bad. The first bad... I'm starting from the top. Daniel Snyder got to go. I don't know what hold he has on this entire team, but he has one. He has to go. He has to. Snyder for debate. Daniel Snyder has to go. You start from the top. He has to go. Secondly, I think it's time we need to start having a real talk about getting rid of our head coach, Ron Rivera. I love Ron Rivera. I love Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera, Ron Rivera is by far the best coach for this job. It's only one problem. It's hard to hire a defensive coach in times like this right now. And Ron Rivera is letting us know that that is 100% the truth right now. At this point in time in the NFL, we cannot have a defensive-minded coach, period. Just look at the teams in the NFL that have been winning. You can only name two coaches 
with defensive minds that have been winning. Mike Tomlin uh, and um, Bill Belichick. That's it. Those two. Everyone else is offensive minded. Why? Because you have to put up points in this league. At this point, I'm pretty sure they have no clue how to evaluate evaluate offensive talent. The only downside is Washington actually tried with an offensive mind twice. Jay Gruden, Jim Zorn. Even though Jim Zorn was not really supposed to be it. Okay? Technically, Jim Zorn, special teams guy. Now, next person we need to talk about, Scott Turner. Scott Turner, I had high hopes for you after the first two games of the season. But my guy, I... I think you need to go back down. And what I mean by back down, I think we need to hit up a college and see if your coordinating plays work in college. Because in the pros, it ain't working. Okay? Now, let's talk about the team. You guys think I'm going to talk about Carson Wentz. I'm not going to talk about Carson Wentz. If you are one of those people that believe that Carson Wentz is the problem with this team, you are not watching the games. Period. The issue with Carson Wentz is once he left Philly, he's never had a good passing protection offensive of line since. You don't believe me? I tried to tell you guys last year. Look at the Colts. The Colts. This is what I want. This is why I want people to understand about the Colts' offensive line. People have fought me down to say that the Colts' offensive line is a good offensive line. Literally, I go back and forth and say, I don't know what you've been watching. There's no way possible that they're a good offensive line. This offensive line caused Andrew Luck to retire damn near at the beginning of the season. Because of how many hits he's taken. He's not taking hits because he's extending the plays. He's he's taking hits because they can't block. Carson Wentz literally injured both ankles on one play. Running for his life. And this offensive line is not helping. Going into the season, I literally thought that, you know what? Losing Brandon Sheriff and Eric Flowers and and spreading his $10 million contract through three guys, you know, that's, I'm okay with that. And then the game started. Ladies and gentlemen, Letting Brandon Sheriff walk was by far the dumbest thing ever. And it's not up for debate. It's by far the dumbest thing ever. Okay. 
kidding me? Watch the game. Look at how much Carson Wentz is running for his life. Literally, it was a play where the left guard and the right guard were blocking each other. Can't make this up. You cannot make this up. Like, it's a joke, man. It's, it's a real joke. So, again, to everybody that thinks they know and have not watched the games, you don't know. I, I, I think you're just talking just to talk. Okay. Um, ladies and gentlemen, the offensive line is not even bad. If you guys can think of a word that's worse than bad, insert that with the picture of the offensive line. I mean, it was atrocious. I mean, uh, it's hard to explain. You want to know why it's hard to explain? Because they look like a Division Three team playing against Alabama. And I and I hear you, Irvin. But they played the Cowboys. Cowboys has a has a great pass rush. Okay. What's your point? Tell me, tell me what I want to hear, not what I what I know. This is a joke, man. Um, Terry McLaurin. Now, when I say Terry McLaurin, I'm not saying him specifically. Once again, I say Terry McLaurin. I'm not saying him specifically. Terry McLaurin cannot have two catches. Terry McLaurin cannot have two catches. It is sacrilege for Terry McLaurin to have two, two catches. And this is a, not up for debate. Now, he was targeted a lot. But there's no way possible this man needs to have two catches whatsoever. I want to be so frustrated right now. I really do. Um, listen, man. William Jackson. 
love him to death, man. I love him to death. I think it's time for William Jackson to peace out. This ain't the home for him. That's why I want him to peace out. I want this guy to succeed. Okay. William Jackson is going through a phase right now that he did the right thing for his brand. He got the best contract available. Um, but Washington was not a good fit whatsoever. I'm sorry, I'm just a little frustrated. Um, so let's do this. Let's go back. Let's talk about how Washington has been showing the first four games of the season. I thought the Jaguar game was pretty telling. So, the Jaguar game, they started out very fast. They um, they were basically able to do whatever they wanted. And all of a sudden, the Jags just decided, we're better than this. And Washington just had no idea what to do after getting hit in the, hit in the mouth. Literally. Now, they ended up responding and winning the game. But, they made us work for it as fans. That they did. Now, when it came to the Lions game, it's when we found out that the offensive line had some serious issues. Aiden Hutchison decided he wanted to put in his bid for rookie of the year in one game alone. I think he had 15 sacks. And he made it look easy. Um, then we get to the Philadelphia Eagle game. And Fletcher Cox and Big Baby Davis, he's a new Big Baby Davis, decided they wanted to have the Philadelphia Eagles be the best team in football. 
defensively. Then we get to Dallas. And before we got to Dallas, I was a little scared. The reason I was a little scared was because I thought Mika Parsons, Micah Parsons, was going to have 17 sacks. Like, I thought he was going to go berserk. Now, he ended up not because of, um, because they actually held their own, but, man, I'll tell you this. Tennessee does not have the pass rushers that the teams we've already played have. They don't have a, a I think the case from Georgia, that's the Jags, and, and Josh Allen. Um, they don't have a, um, Sorry, I'm trying to do two things at once. They don't have a um, Aiden Hutchinson. They don't have a Graham, Cox, Davis. And they don't have a Demarcus Lawrence and a Michael Parsons. But they do have an aggressive defensive coordinator. This game could go any which way. And I don't want to say I'm scared, but I'm scared. guys have been doing well on the run. I have no clue what Derrick Henry is going to make them do. Derrick Henry is a problem that I do not want to have if I am a defensive coordinator. But Ryan Tannehill is not a good quarterback. And if we let Jared Goff, Ryan Tannehill, and Cooper Rush look like all pro quarterbacks. The cold coaching staff has to go. I, they just got to go. There's, there's no way around it. Like, it's, it's not up for debate. It's not up for conversation. Why are we sitting here? Okay. Um... Listen, y'all. Washington Commanders. I love the black jersey. Finally, they got away from those all-whites. which just getting on my nerves. Washington Commanders are not the team that we need to have as fans right now. They're not. Okay? And to be honest with you, 
The frustration level is at an all-time high. You got a lot of fans that are still not willing to pay for, to go to these games. And why should we when the product is the way that it is? I keep telling people, crowds going to the game does not make the talent better. The talent brings the crowd to the game. You think these people are going to pay $150 just to park and $75 for a ticket in the upper nosebleeds in the rain and the cold to see this crap? Yeah, all right. Once again, you're going to have the away team calling it a home game. Don't take my word for it. It's been happening. Literally, it's been happening. Now, I'm sorry. The truth shall set you free. Be honest with yourself, uh, Washington fans. Now, I'm going to end this. And the only reason I'm ending this is because I'm getting frustrated. I'll holler at you guys next time. Appreciate you guys listening in. Love you guys, man. Follow me on my socials, Big Earth 716. I'm holler at y'all, man. Peace out.